as long as I try, as long as I'm a good person to other people, and as long as I stay committed to to working on myself and to kind of revealing the shadows and mulling through like the really tough things and sprinkled in between all of that, just try to have as much fun as possible. Welcome to Let It Out. I'm your host, Katie Dalebout. So happy you're here. This week, I catch up with my friend Kat. We met in New York many years ago, and she did the podcast back then. I did her show, Chats with Kat. And in this conversation, we cover all she's learned in these last several months, including navigating a really low low, leaving her full-time job and the transition to being a freelancer, experiencing burnout, managing her energy, honesty and communication that comes from all of that, navigating change, including moving states twice, romantic relationships in the pandemic, communicating boundaries. We talk about her project goddess council which is really really cool she's a community architect and the host of chats with cat and just a really wonderful person that i'm so excited to have back on the show and i'm so excited for you to hear from her so give this episode a listen share it with anyone you think it would help and please support her crowdfunding campaign for Goddess Council. You'll hear more about it in this week's episode, but I would love if as many of us as possible could support such a really cool project and person who I connect with and really love and is genuinely such a a great person. So You'll hear from her in just a few moments. But first, I want to remind you about a couple things up top. Northwest Cherries, our sponsor, is sponsoring three added bonus episodes coming up this summer. And those episodes will be Q&A episodes. So please submit your questions to info at letitoutwith3ts.com. Or feel free to comment your question on the latest Let It Out post on Instagram at let it out with three T's, or you can even DM your questions to the let it out Instagram on Instagram.com. <laughs> I will gather everything and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is a conversation between you and I in those episodes. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And if you want to talk to me one-on-one, there are still a few spots available for the many creative consulting sessions that I am offering now as well. So if you want to do that, if you feel like creative consulting might be a fit for you and what you're looking for this summer, it's a place to bounce ideas. It's a person to be neutral and talk things out with. I started doing them about two weeks ago and it's been really great. I look forward to them. It's been really cool to talk to everyone I've spoken to. And my practice, the creative clinic, is filling up with the kindest, coolest, yet warm, talented, creative, thoughtful, interesting people. And I'm really happy about that. So if you want to book a session or learn more about my creative consulting, click the link in the show notes. It will be there. And thank you again to Kat for being on the show twice and returning. 
Please support Goddess Council and support our sponsor, Northwest Cherries, and I will talk to you at the end. Oh my gosh. Okay. Welcome back to Let It Out, Kat. I'm so happy to talk to you and see you. We were just talking before we hit record about how long it's been since we've seen each other. We've both left New York since then, but I remember, I don't remember how we met at all, but I do remember when (laughs) you first came on Let It Out, you came over to my apartment in the East Village and you brought over Rosé and we had the best time. We had such a great conversation and we were both just like eager and kind of new to New York and had and so happy to be there. And it was like a really good moment in our both of our New York minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we had so much in common that we didn't even realize. And then we were like pals after that conversation. And I and then I think soon after that, you had me on your podcast and we mm-hmm. had another conversation. We sat in like this little like book shelf closet you know yep. remember that yeah and like still see it because we took a photo after but we were like very close together in this in this closet that I used to work in and then yeah we were just like friends since then and we were saying I think the last time we saw each other we had a very emotional us I think we were both going through it yeah pretty hard yep, we <laughs> and were. it was wrapping up our time in New York. Little did we know just how hard things <laughs> would take a turn and Literally. for the world and for both of us, I think. But we both ended up keeping in touch, but then leaving New York and obviously have had quite a twist in our plans <laughs> in these <laughs> last couple of years. But I'm really, really happy that we bonded all those years ago and now can pick up the phone and and catch up now and catch up while people are eavesdropping. So thanks for doing this. Oh, no, thank you for for doing this and for having me back. I feel I legitimately feel like as I'm like thinking back on on that whole period of life, it was just like, it feels like a lifetime ago, because so much has happened since then. It's not just that, you know, like a few years passed or whatever. It's like, the amount of things that happened during that time. have definitely made me a completely different human. And I'm sure in some ways you've evolved very differently too, as a response to everything that, that went on even before the, the pandemic, just like with your travels and exploring yourself and learning so much about yourself. So I kind of, (laughs) I wanted to ask you so many questions before we started recording and I was like, maybe we should just save this for the (laughs) podcast. So I'm so excited to be just diving in in a really organic way. And yeah, all of the updates that I'm going to be giving you and all of the updates that you're going to be giving me right now are just super fresh. So they're cool. Yeah, they were really doing it forever. This is a live, like just two pals, old pals catching up. And I, you know, I'm new to LA and I'm really grateful to be here and I have a good community here, but I haven't seen a lot of people I've known for a minute in a minute, you know? So Mm -hmm. when I got on the call with you just now, I felt like emotional because it was just really good to see you. And I'm like Mm -hmm. excited to reconnect and, and, and catch up on, on all of those things. And God, I mean, I don't even know where to begin, but I guess, (laughs) I guess one thing I heard you say, I was like, we were voice chatting a little bit this morning and like talking about, about doing this and 
when you emailed me, I was like, yes, I'm so, I've been thinking of you. I'm so happy to, to have you on. And, and since then I've been like psyched for this conversation and, and we were just like, yeah, we'll just do it organically. But I did like tap into your work and I was just looking at how beautiful it all is and how you've evolved into this spot that like feels really correct for you. And I'm so happy for everything that you've created and are doing and are doing with Goddess Council. And I'm excited to catch up and get into all of it. But I think where, and as I was listening to like the last episode you did most recently on the podcast, you were talking about your birthday being on January 1st and moving into your Saturn return. And so I'm really curious because I think you're a couple years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I, when you mentioned 2019, you know that that was a real <laughs> shaky time personally for me, even yeah. though the world was not in a in the pandemic. But I was just like going through a lot in that year and personally, and that was my Saturn return. And so I kind of felt like when the pandemic hit and, and as you know, I like kind of blew up my life and left New York and traveled and, and did that. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like joking around kind of saying like, well, the world just like met me where, <laughs> you know, I was feeling really chaotic. So this is nothing, you know, like, yep, yep. but I can't imagine like also having that. I mean, I think there's like aftershocks of your Saturn return and it's a little bit different ast- astrologically for everyone. And I did an episode on, on Saturn returns. We'll link to it, but I think mine like kind of just ended, which makes sense because I do feel like I'm in a, not that everything is perfect and rainbows, but I feel a bit more settled or I'm starting to where it was just, you know, years of so much change and so much bringing up things to heal and notice and look at. And I still have so much to go for sure, but it definitely brought me into a new phase. So I'm curious, has that been the case for you? And what has your, what have some of those changes been like and felt like for you so far? Oh my gosh. Well, I just re-remembered yesterday that I was in my Saturn return because I, it was just something that I realized once I, once I turned 28, but then life was just so chaotic that I forgot that was even an element of my experience. And so I re-remembered yesterday because um, a lot of my friends and I have been talking and in Goddess Council, we've been talking a lot about how this, this past Mercury retrograde, the one that ended on the 22nd was really, really, really tough for a lot of our, our, a lot of our members, a lot of my friends and really tough for me. And then I remembered on top of that, that (laughs) I'm experiencing that Saturn return yeah, I mean, it's just, that's the whole thing. And then I was like, oh my God, it's it's like, it's just layered. It's super layered. I feel like um, my, many of the things that have happened to me over the past year have been so transformative just in terms of me being a human interfacing in this world and realizing a lot of tough lessons, a lot of... Um, kind of having a lot of wisdom imparted on me through tough conversations with my therapist, through tough conversations with people, through tough experiences. And then in the midst of all of that, like really discovering my, my true self. And and I think that's evolving still, but a lot of the things that I believe in now and that I care about now 
I wasn't even aware of a year ago because 2020 and then heightened by my Saturn return and all of that has just forced me to look at what really matters and what makes me happy and what drains me. And I did not have much of a choice. Like I had to face it because it was all like down to the wire. Like my mental health was down to the wire, my joy, like I needed everything around me to to spark as much joy as possible because I barely had any energy to give for anything negative anymore because of the pandemic, because of the fear of like, I was in New York when everything was happening, like that whole process moving, I moved from New York to Austin with, with uh, my Frank, <laughs> my partner, Frank mm. and um, <laughs> my Frank. Yeah. And, you know, just like doing so many bold things that took me out of my comfort zone, but also were really exhausting. And in many ways also kind of shook up my foundation because I've kind of been a nomad for the past year. I mean, I lived in, I I moved to Austin in October. I lived there till, yeah, the end of May. And then now I'm in Atlanta and I don't really know how long I'll be here. I'm pretty sure we'll be here for at the very least a year, but after that, we don't know where we'll go. And I'm just kind of thinking differently about what my future is going to look like because for so long, I thought it was going to be New York for at least another decade. And so for all of that to abruptly change in a matter of months because of the level of stress that we were enduring was pretty crazy. And then in between all of that, I quit my nine to five job and I was like, you know what? Like I have to do this. I have to, I have to just chase my dreams. I don't have any bandwidth to do things that don't feel aligned. So I just, did so many things over the past year that took me out of every single plan that I thought I had for myself and for my life. And now I'm just kind of trying my best to continue leaning into my faith that everything's going to work out as, as well as it can, as long as I try, as long as I'm a good person to other people. And as long as I stay committed to, to working on myself and to, kind of revealing the shadows and mulling through like the really tough things and sprinkled in between all of that, just try to have as much fun as possible. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Wow. That is all so well said and God, it's, it's true, right? It's like, you know, I recently had a conversation with someone and, and he was saying that like, his brother was always his ideal and what he was, you know, looking towards is like, that is happiness and that like the things that his brother had. And then he was having a conversation with his brother and he was like, are you happy? And he's like, no, (laughs) of course I'm not happy. Um, He's like, I mean, there's like good moments, but, and then I just like, he, he like recounted the story and he was like, I was just, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, really? Like, Mm -hmm. that's it, right? Like, it's finding the joy in the moment, the in-between moments, right? And like having as much, I loved how you said that, like having as much fun as you can within self-care and community care and working and ups and downs. And it's like, it's just how it is. And I think holding our plans loosely is all we can do if the last year taught us anything, you know, but I think ultimately like what was cool about the uncertainty of 2020 is that 
you know, I was kind of jokingly saying like, oh, the world met me where I was at. But like, ultimately, like it showed the uncertainty. It showed how things can change in a second. It showed how death, you know what I mean, is like around the corner. It showed these really heavy things that like ultimately are always there. This was just a really intensified moment. And, you know, not just not to minimize the horrible experiences of, of everything, but like everything that came up in 2020 from that to everything else, it was all already there. It was just putting a mirror up in the face of all of it and forcing us all to look at the uncomfortable and piling it on. And that's something that as things go back to how they were before, I hope that we hang on to that, that sense of like anything can change in a second. And do we have to do things the way we thought we were going to do and allowing it to be messy and different and and all we can control is focusing on being a good person and learning and growing and trying to take care of ourselves, which is no small thing (laughs) and a lot, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think this is this is partly what I've been thinking about a lot lately as everybody's going back outside and, you know, trying to catch up on lost time. The thing that I, I sense that some, I feel like the, the pandemic and, and having so much space to be alone and to think about life and to see everything kind of unfold is that I think it may have impacted people differently in the context of, of how they're going to move forward. There's some people who just want to go back to how things were. They just want to go out, have fun, drink, and just like forget about the worries of the world. And, and you know, that's no judgment to them. That's just kind of how they want to live. And then there are some people who, I definitely think I'm one of these people who's just like, you know what? I learned a lot. I don't want to just go back to how I was doing things before because the way I was doing things before while I was kind of oblivious and I didn't really think about some things, it kind of led me to a place where I had a whole existential crisis and a breakdown because I was so set on being carefree, on being carefree, and then yet super, super planned in some areas of my life and not able to really ebb and flow with with the way that life is going. And so now I feel like I am trying to stay realistic I am trying to stay open to what the realities of the situation are moving forward. Even now, like I know that a lot of us are doing a lot better and the vaccines are are being, you know, distributed and stuff, but there's still a lot of people who are struggling and who like can't just bounce back from this. And so trying to keep that lens of like what is really going on here so that I'm not numbing myself and I'm not unaware, especially in the context of like just collective action and kind of seeing society for what it is and helping people who need help and raising awareness about things that need to be that awareness needs to be raised about. Um, And, and kind of just like doing all of that while also understanding that there should still be pockets of joy in between the suffering in between the major reality checks that life gives sometimes that are not pleasant and allowing it all to exist instead of being so avoidant and only wanting good things and only wanting to like hit certain milestones at certain at a certain age and and do all of the i guess performative things that i felt i needed to do in order to be a good 20 something or whatever to to come across like i had my life together and now i feel like that's not necessarily helpful nor is it real and 
by allowing myself to be a bit more flexible, I think by virtue of doing that, I also give permission to the people in my life to also not feel pressured. Because if I put pressure on myself and I'm expressing all of those things to the people around me, I'm inevitably putting some kind of pressure on them as well by setting that standard for myself and by articulating that. And even if it's a conscious or subconscious kind of internalization, it's something that I may have been doing to my friends and was likely doing to my friends. And now like this compassionate go with the flow energy that I'm trying to embody for myself, I think that is kind of how my conversations have been with my friends. And now I'm realizing that the people around me too are kind of just like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but we allow it to be okay. And so I think that that's something that has been really transformative because even the people who used to always have it together or whatever, or who seemingly always had it together are more open about the fact that they don't like even like your friend's brother, like on the outside probably seemed like he had his life together and then now feels more comfortable saying, actually, this is not real because why pretend anymore? Like we just went through all of this together and pretending doesn't benefit anybody. And so why not just look at it for what it is and let's get through it together and feel less alone in that too. Yeah. And I think that was so well said. And I think we see the world so similarly. And I remember thinking at the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, we were just warming up to like the wildness of it, you know, of having Mm -hmm. experienced something that none of us have experienced before and even really understood or I didn't understand. And that time, you know, in mid-March of 2020, and it almost felt similar to those weeks between or the one week between Christmas and New Year's every year where like you don't really know what day it is and everyone's just kind of, you know, like no one's really working that week and the world is a bit quieter, right? It wasn't like that at all because it was really heavy anxiety producing, but no one was doing their day-to-day life as much, you know? Everything was strange. No matter what you did, it was different because we were all figuring it out to the point where like, if someone's calling me in the middle of the day, I'm picking up, you know, like we were all kind of stripped of our like, well, I don't usually get a call from you or I don't answer. I, you know, we were just, everyone was dealing with the pandemic. We weren't our our people in our different jobs and our different boxes. We were just all human beings living with this thing. And it took a lot of vulnerability and masks off of us that I think will linger of like we all just were kind of like yeah I don't know this is wild this is affecting me this is affecting me the more people talking about mental health and a lot of the self-care and wellness things that both of us have been talking about for years our well-being are you know we're completely in the consciousness of people that wouldn't have been front and center to maybe it definitely more talking about mental health, which I think is great. And I had the other, the other thought talking to some friends a couple months ago when things weren't where they are now with the vaccine and the normalcy of things coming back a bit, but I could feel that that was, you know, coming soon ish. And with my life, like there was, and I'm curious if this was the case for you, there are so many things that wouldn't have happened and wouldn't have changed probably, maybe eventually, but who knows, 
that the pandemic changed the course of my life. I met people that I wouldn't have met. I got close to people that I wouldn't have maybe gotten close to. It logistically changed a lot of aspects of my life, some of them for the better, you know, and I'm really grateful for that. And of course, there are so many downsides too. But as I was like getting the vaccine and I see things changing, I said to to my friends, I was like, oh man, like I wouldn't have become as close to you. And are you, they have lived here in LA from before. And I was like, are you, I'm a little bit nervous that when things open up, like we're not going to be as close. Like that was just kind of one element of all the things I was nervous about. Like okay, well, COVID was the excuse of why things weren't really working with my work. And like, now it's just me or like, you know, all the good things about the pandemic are going to go away as the bad things about it are also going to go away. And I was just feeling, feeling that dichotomy of feeling two things at the same time. And, and they said to me, they were like, you know what? LA before COVID doesn't exist. And us before COVID doesn't exist. We're all different just because of the passage of time, you know, yeah, and the passage of time in the really wild year. But did you have that feeling or do you have that feeling? And you were touching on this a bit of your life changing course as a result of this and some, and complex feelings about it ending. Cause to me, it's feeling like somewhat you were, you were saying, you know, there are still so many people struggling and there definitely are. And I, I also am like, Oh wow. I, I feel like it started quickly and it's ending somewhat quickly. Like I just, it's still a bit jarring to me to see people not wearing masks and to have more plans. Like I'm, I feel like my nervous system hasn't quite caught up to it. Where are you, how are you feeling about the ending of it all? Well, it's kind of funny because in, in Goddess Council, we've been talking a lot about how everybody thought they were going to be super outside and like at all the parties this summer and instead are just like experiencing major social anxiety like Mm. that's kind of where I'm at I'm living in between these two worlds of wanting to be outside and have all the fun and then realizing when I'm outside how exhausting it is because it's just so it's all happening so quickly and I still need to ease into this reality like what are we doing what's going on I need to make sure that the people that I'm seeing in person make me feel how I used to feel before. And if they don't, I need to reassess like whether I can keep some friendships. I don't feel the same and my life doesn't feel the same, nor do the things that I care about. I mean, I kind of still care about the things that I cared about before, but there are some things that I used to care about that I just that don't have the same intensity for me anymore. It's kind of like, meh, whatever. And then there are other things that were kind of further away in my in my awareness that were like, oh, vague things that I would be interested in. And now I'm super, super committed to them because of how they make me feel or because of how I've changed. What I are some of those? I'm way, 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 way more aware of how much I need to ground myself and how I need to create rituals for myself in order to literally just be okay. Because I just touched such, such, such deep lows over the past year. Mm. The lows that I had never experienced that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. My toolkit needs to expand here. Um, I need to be way more diligent and unapologetic about my self-care. And it's not just because it's a trendy thing as much as like, I know where I can go now and I need to stay as far away from there as possible if I can help it. And before there were so many things that distracted me. I was able to do so many other things to kind of escape that 
practice and like that self-preservation that needed to go into that that needs to go into me now but because I didn't have distractions and it was just me with me or like me with Frank and kind of just like experiencing life as it was and not being able to turn to anything to escape I realized like I only I was going to be able to save myself and there wasn't anything else I could do out there or people I could go out there to latch onto or to be codependent with that were going to save me and now that I know that like I know that in my soul I don't really have much bandwidth to run away from it and and I also feel like by running if I do run away from it it's kind of like betraying myself and so this journey of self-love and showing my self-care looks very different now. And that's one of the ways that I feel like my life changed because who knows when I would have gotten to this place if I was on the same trajectory I was on before where I was able to go to some function like five days a week and get home late and do this and go out to eat here and go out for drinks here and just talk about nothing with some people for you know hours. And so while I think that everything that happened before was great and that's what needed to happen. It wouldn't have led me to the level of connection that I have with myself now. And also I was just forced to commit to myself in a way that I hadn't. And I'm just different. Something that I've been reflecting on lately is how, how much I just speak my mind now Mm. in a way that I could not have done before. My throat chakra has mostly been like clogged for my whole life because of childhood things and just conditioning as a girl and a lot of things and now because of the work that I had to do in order to express my boundaries in order to to ask for what I needed over the past year I am able to stand up for myself and speak up for myself when I'm feeling sad or when I'm feeling discomfort or whatever in a way that I would have never done before. And I feel so much more trusting of myself now. Like I really show up for me. And there aren't many moments now that I I self-betray, which was something that was very common for me growing up. And even honestly, up until the last year, it was something that I did all the time. People would say things, would do things to me that made me feel bad. And I would just swallow it and not let them know or or defend myself. And then those feelings would fester and they would get at me. And now I just don't do it. And it's not because I'm not afraid or not because I'm not nervous, but I, I know how to move through that now. I know how to move through those uncomfortable moments and leave those moments feeling like, well, at the very least, I stood up for myself and there was nothing I could have done to avoid that awkwardness, but I didn't leave it feeling worse about myself than I did before that. So that's one of the major ways that, that I feel like I've changed, but also just with expectations of what I needed to do or who I needed to be by this age. You know, I've always had such a strict perception of how I wanted my 20s to be. And now I'm 28. I'm like in my late 20s, I'm closer to 30 than I am to 20. And it's kind of sinking in that there's a lot of things that are not going to happen that I thought were going to happen Um, most notably, like, I don't even want to live in New York anymore. And I thought I was going to have this a lot in Manhattan, and I was going to be living this life at a certain time. And I don't even want that anymore. It's not even that like, it's not attainable. It's just like, that's not even me. And so now I don't really have that strict of an expectation on myself anymore. Because I literally what I've been saying is like, I literally do not know 
what's going to happen just like we didn't know what that the last year was going to happen that was uh, that that was almost out of like a movie i don't know what's going to happen for my life there are blessings and there are big beautiful things that that could happen for me that i cannot even imagine right now so the only thing i can control for is trying my best and being honest about what feels good and if it feels good that means i should be doing it and if it doesn't feel good that means something's got to change and that will lead me to the life i'm supposed to live it's not going to come from this place of internalized pressure and criticism and negative self-talk and, and or comparison or any of that so that's another way my life has changed big big time and i wouldn't have gotten here had the pandemic not happened it just it just seems like it would have been delayed at least another 3 or 4 years at the very least mm. wow I want to highlight and underline so many things that you said, but that's really cool. The ways that it expedited your personal growth and expectations altered and helping you to figure out what you want. And I think that's really wonderful. And I'm so happy that that happened for you. And I think it's great for manifestation too, right? Like from a manifestation perspective, being unattached to the outcome and open to what happens is a lot more attractive as an energy which i know that that you also believe and and know and so and now that you're in this space that you're more open to a twist or turn that wasn't you know you're not clenching onto an idea of yourself or what you wanted i think that that's really cool and i'm really happy that happened to you and that part i, I do relate to of like i just turned 31 and my life is nothing that I expected it to be at this age. I don't even know if I could conceive of a lot of the things that I've done. Like, I didn't even know that they were possible for me when I was younger. Like, moving to New York just was, like, the only goal I ever had. And I think we we both kind of shared that. And after doing that and then leaving that, I didn't really know what else I wanted and I ended up here and I'm really happy I'm here, but this wasn't even on my radar and traveling wasn't even on my radar and, you know, nothing I expected, but actually pretty great, you know, and, and that's my, my friend Kayleen Schaefer. Do you know her cat? No, I'm actually not familiar with her. She wrote this book called text me when you get home a couple of years ago. And it's about female friendship. I think you'd really like it. And most recently yeah. she wrote this book called, But You're Still So Young. And it's about your 30s. It's about, you know, how this generation of millennials is redefining our 30s and what we thought we'd have isn't even possible after experiencing like two financial crises and all the, you know, it, it's fantastic. And, and she did the podcast too. And and she, when she was figuring out the title for that book, that was one that I had like posed to her. Nothing that I thought it would be, but actually pretty great, you know? And, you know, we're having children later where she gets into all of that. And that part I do relate to of like, because of the pandemic, I was led to different people and places. And I'm so grateful for so much of it. And then at the same time, you know, let go of some things and learned a lot about myself in different ways though like what i want to dive into a little bit more because i actually cannot relate at all to what you're talking about it sounded like i was being sarcastic but i'm genuinely like the part about 
speaking up and opening your throat chakra. And that sounded so liberating. And I was like, yeah, 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 cool. And then I was like, how the heck do you do that? Like, I feel like it mu- it does take some level of confidence to know you will, you, and you said this, like you have the tools to be okay with what happens with speaking your mind, but that's something that I, and it also takes like the awareness to even the self-awareness and slowing down to even know what you think, because I've had a couple of interesting experiences this year where I have abandoned myself and not spoken up when I, when I should have, or I've, I've allowed myself to be hurt by something and wish it was different and essentially like not doing that. So what helped you open up to that and what helps you, you know, with the, cause you said it's not, you don't do it because it's not scary to you. It is, but you do it anyway. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. Well, I think like, I really can't put into words how, how deep and how low I got into my like pandemic depression, existential crisis, fear of the world, you know, like during the peak of the protests, like I was literally breaking out in hives. My nervous system was on overdrive, which had never happened before. I was being desensitized to fireworks and, and all of this stuff. Like my body was literally on overdrive. I'd never, ever, ever been this nervous and this anxious. And then also questioning reality and what I wanted to do out of my life and facing, uh, confronting death and the possibility of death and just collective mortality, all of that stuff. And so I was just at a place where I literally had no more energy to pretend. Like I couldn't, I could not pretend anymore. And the thing about those moments of self-betrayal is like, it's an exercise. It's a conscious choice to not say something. It takes up energy to ruminate over what you just did. It takes energy to ruminate over how it makes you feel. It takes energy to ruminate about what you wish you would have said. There's so much energy that goes into not saying something and what happens afterward that I did not have. I didn't have it to give. I was just, I had like, I was like a 1% for months. And so that's what led me down that path of just saying what I felt because that was the only option that I had was just to just say it because the alternative would mean to keep it and to feel all of those feelings. And I didn't have any space for that. And so it was, a, it was like, I was in hard mode this isn't really the way I would have ever thought for it to go down because I'd been in therapy for a while. And this is something I'd been talking about, but it just didn't click for me. It just, I kept doing it, kept having a lot of moments in my life where I didn't defend myself and a lot of situations that made me feel really shitty about myself. And then the pandemic forced me to just say it. And then now that I know what that feels like, and now that I know I can say it and like, I'll be okay and that the worst case scenarios didn't even happen. And then in some cases, the worst case scenarios did happen, but it all turned out to be for the best because I enforced my boundaries. I saw how people were in reality and I allowed myself to see them for who they were and not who I wanted them to be. And a lot of things just kind of came out of that, but it was literally just being forced by life to not have capacity to not tell the truth anymore. Now I just don't do it. And you know, the thing I will say, about coming back outside and seeing more people is like, now people have to get used to this version of me, which that's what makes me nervous to be honest with you is knowing that the cat that people are about to meet when I go back out. And as I start reuniting with people is not going to be the cat that most people remember. And it's not because 
I'm not the same in many ways, but it's because a lot of those moments that I would have let slip by or the, a lot of the, the avoidance that would have happened isn't going to happen anymore. And then people are going to have to confront that. And then what might happen is that some relationships will be strengthened if they accept those things, if they take accountability, if they're like, if they're able to be healthy people that I could keep in my life. And then for other people, there's a chance that they, that they didn't really take the past year to deepen their awareness or their healing journeys and they'll react in a toxic way or in a way that I just don't have capacity for. And then I might have to lose people. And so that's kind of what's making me nervous, but I'm also feeling good about the fact that now the cat that is out in the world is being really truthful and she's actually saying how she feels. And I don't feel like a liar anymore. And the liar that I felt like before was the liar in the context that there were things that I didn't say that people should have known about me that I kept in the dark. And so people only got to see a very molded and crafted version of me instead of this version of me now that's like, if I'm really sad, I'm going to cry at the restaurant. I can't pretend anymore. If I'm offended by something you said, I'm going to let you know in that moment, like, hey, what you just said wasn't cool with me. That made me feel X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to just smile through it and then cry when I get in the car. You know, it's just not happening anymore. And so it makes me nervous to see how people are going to react. It's kind of giving me a bit of anxiety, but whatever. I guess this is my Saturn return. This is like all of that energy of just coming closer to who I really am, you know? The cat's out of the bag. (laughs) Yep. I love that. God. Okay. That makes sense. I do actually relate to that because I had in 2019, I had this breakup that really like shook me. And I remember just feeling like this raw nerve sensitive to everything walking around New York. I couldn't, I just couldn't stop crying. Like I was so soft where like, you know, I would meet up with like a new friend and in moments just be like fully sobbing you know like I really couldn't hold anything in and there's a bit of like nostalgia almost for like being that cracked open because there is something liberating about just being like I got nothing for you today Mm -hmm. and I felt it in like what you're talking about and first of all I'm so sorry that you got so low and had to feel that and had to have your nervous system like that And I'm just incredibly sorry that that happened to you and that you've had to feel that way. And I'm happy that this richness of, you know, becoming more yourself in the world is, you know, coming from that. I I am happy to hear that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm incredibly sorry. And I think it's so relatable and I, I really appreciate you sharing. And I think even in not on that scale, but in, in tiny, tiny levels. I'm, I'm glad you explained it because I can understand it on a smaller scale, even of like having like the day before my period and just feeling like incredibly tired and low. It's like my threshold for bullshit is pretty mm-hmm. damn low. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like being kind of hungover or being like sad for sure or of course like something huge like you're talking about but even on like a tiny level i'm like oh i get it i've gotten i have no capacity to like give a shit about things and in those moments 
while it can be hard, it's also like a little bit liberating. And I think being people like us who are pretty chatty and can like kind of read people's energy and are very socially inept and can talk to anybody and have podcasts, like I think that is something that comes naturally to us, but it doesn't mean it's not draining. And that's what I've realized of like, I sometimes have the energy for it. And other times, like I'm really pulling from a well that is not full. And that's when we're taking from ourselves. And that sucks because when, and it happened to me last week, I had just like overextended myself. I said yes to too many things. And by the end of the week, I was like, actually at things I wanted to be at, but I wasn't able to enjoy any of it because I was done. I had nothing left, you know? And so it's our job and responsibility to like manage our energy. And this sounds like you've learned to manage your energy in a way that really works for you. And it's going to, just like you said, work for the people it's going to work for and not for others. And that's fine. Yep. That's totally fine. It also helps to find out my human design type because now I'm like, oh, this is how my energy body works. Like, are you a what are you a projector? Manifester. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I take a while to recharge, and I used to feel really guilty about that because most of society is like, you know, especially when you're young, it's like go go go. There's always things to do. There's places to be. And now I honor that. I typically get. I I typically need a lot more recharge time than most people to bounce back instead of making myself feel so crappy about it or trying to drink an extra coffee or overextending myself because I thought I was going to snap out of it. Now I'm like, oh no, this is just who I am. This is how people are going to have to get used to me. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore where I don't honor like what my truth is energetically as well, which is a whole other thing. And, you know, I have to say like, after the past month was absolutely like really, really, really hard. Just like as an entrepreneur, there was like some things I had to do for the first time as the founder of Goddess Council and like a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of lessons that had to go into that and kind of, they all put me into that place of having to be the CEO and like the the person who, who makes hard decisions. And, and then just like a lot of aftermath from that there was a while there where every single day I woke up and something else happened, something else happened, something else happened for like a whole month straight. And I was like at 0%. Like this past weekend, I had a major meltdown and a breakdown. And I was Mm. just like, life is so unfair. Why, 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 why? And now that I have gone for the walks now that i've journaled now that i've cried i've taken epsom salt baths i have colored i've done like content therapy all of the things i can feel like actually certain in the fact that all of the things that i went through over the past month over the past year all of those things made me a more well-equipped person to live a good life and I say that because now there are some things I know to be weary of or to just even be mindful of and and shield myself from in a way that I didn't even know I needed to before and could have led to more heartbreak in the future or could have led me to make decisions that weren't actually for my best interest. Now, because of these lessons, these really painful, hard lessons, I know better. And while in the moment when you're going through really hard things, it does not feel good. You you just can't imagine feeling good after 
what's you just learned or what you're going through and people say like everything happens for a reason you're gonna get through this blah 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 like it just doesn't work until you're on the other side of it Mm -hmm. and you're like oh it does get better wow i did learn this about life wow okay i'm not gonna make the same mistake again and so in the end i feel better i feel more equipped really to be able to stand up for myself and to create joyful opportunities for myself and to shield myself from things that just aren't aligned anymore, you know? Yeah, it's really a bouncing back and forth, I think. And like we were saying at the beginning and and finding the joy and goodness and rest within that. And it's not easy, not for beginners, you know? No, it's It's, it's not linear either. It's like five steps forward, two back and begin again, begin again, and yep. and have as much support around you as you can because of it being so challenging. I can't even believe it, but today's episode is brought to you by my favorite fruit, sweet Northwest cherries. You know I think sweet cherries are the perfect summer fruit, but what you might not know is that they are a powerful superfruit. Sweet cherries offer more than just their delicious flavor. Nutrient-dense, these cherries contain powerful antioxidants and anti-inflammatory compounds, and they're a low glycemic fruit. So whether you're eating them fresh, blending them into a smoothie, spreading them on a sandwich as a sauce perhaps, or even mixing them into a salsa. Ooh, that sounds incredible. Everyone can benefit from the taste and health benefits of sweet cherries. One of the many health benefits that I love about sweet cherries is that they are a natural source of melatonin, serotonin, and tryptophan, and may improve the quality of sleep. For all of these reasons and more, these are my ideal late night snack. I love them. I've been eating so many of them. Give them a go. Add sweet cherries to your shopping list today or stock up and preserve for year-round enjoyment. Now available online and in grocery stores nationwide. Tis the season. Visit nwcherries.com slash sweet health to learn more. That's nwcherries.com slash sweet health to learn more. One part of evolution that I want to make sure we have time to unpack a bit, which is when you were on the podcast years ago, I was talking to you. We had a really great conversation. And I remember this being a, an episode that we'll link to it because obviously we're not getting into Kat's like story in this episode because you can go back and, and listen to where she's from and, and get to know her a bit more from that. But what we talked about there was being a freelancer and how you worked this full-time job and did everything with Goddess Council and, and your work and podcast alongside of it. And I did too. And I had recently transitioned out of that and you were still in it. And we talked about, I think it was really great to normalize that and normalize like someone doing a lot of things while still having a nine to five job to support ourselves. And I always say this, but like not having to put the pressure on the full-time work to support us. But then we both, and you most recently made a transition to working for yourself full time. What has that taught you? And what has that 
been like for you? Because I know for me, it's brought on a lot of uncertainty and change. And there's obviously many good parts, but it's also a big change. Yeah, it is an incredible change. Um, So I was working throughout the pandemic and then I quit towards the end of August. And before all of that happened in February, I got word that Goddess Council won uh, grants from Aerie. Aerie was doing this new campaign to, Congrats. to thank you. It's like this change makers campaign. And I was selected as a change maker and Goddess Council won this huge grant. And it was game changing for me because I never in a million years, well, I guess not never because I applied for it and I did this whole, this whole, you know, slew of things to submit that application so in some there's a semblance of me being like think big like don't be so limited otherwise i wouldn't have sent that but you know there were thousands of people who i know for sure applied for that i didn't actually think i was going to win and then once once i got that confirmation from the universe financially because i mean i'm still not making money from goddess council right now like i i make money off of my partnerships and things that are outside of gc but i'm super 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 funding this on my own and hoping to just create an ecosystem. I haven't actually gotten money from it. And so for us to have gotten that money from it and see our account actually equipped to do bold things, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm really onto something with Goddess Council. I think we need to make this an actual membership. I think that we need to make this, well, not, I think I knew it wasn't eventually going to happen, but it was just time to act and to make it a membership platform and and just do the whole thing instead of kind of playing it safe because I didn't have the time. And so within a month of quitting, we launched a community online and, you know, we were getting um, subscriptions from it. And I was building out a roster of wellness facilitators that were coming on to, to lead sessions and to help our members. And so it, the work just, just kind of started to pile up and I knew that I wasn't going to have the capacity to do it while working a nine to five because the requests were bigger. And so in that I've learned a lot and I've become, you know, a more seasoned facilitator. I've hosted hundreds and hun- like hundreds and hundreds of events at this point. Um, Cause there was a, there was yeah a few months there where I was the only person running GC. Now we have a community manager, but I was, doing all of the programming by myself mostly. And so I kind of just learned how to be a better facilitator and and leader and that kind of thing. But also, you know, there's just like a lot more stuff that goes into running a business with a team now and a lot more strategy and coordination and, you know, Goddess Council is a community of people. And so you learn a lot when you bring more people together and we've grown a lot. And during the pandemic, that was actually one of the things that happened that was good is that Goddess Council grew a lot. And we have a lot of members now like in places that I would have never imagined, but that came with a lot more because I had to think bigger. I had to update our you know, way of doing things and I had to constantly make decisions and create and just also build the culture. And so I had to architect GC in a different way. And I had to, I had to really believe in myself as a leader and also just to trust my intuition because I now was fully, fully committed to this idea. And in order for this idea to move forward, I was going to have to be bold and I was going to have to trust the vision 
and understand that I was betting on that. I, I mean, like I've been betting on goddess council to be everything that I knew it was going to be, even if I'm not getting paid for it, it's, you know, I'm like forfeiting, making money at like a regular nine to five in some ways, but I'm becoming so wealthy in other ways. And now that I know this part about myself, now that I know life can be lived this way. And then now to that, I've somehow been able to like, I blew through my savings, the, the money that I saved up. I ran out of money, like, uh, I don't know, let's say like two months ago was when I blew through like all of my savings. But in between all of that, I was actually getting paid from gigs and it was supplementing things. And so in between the supplementing by little jobs here and there, I started to also think big about what I could offer outside of Goddess Council and to get paid for it. And by speaking up and by thinking really boldly and sending some really bold pitches, I was able to make, I was able to lock down in contracts uh, by now, by July, from like January to July of this month, I've locked in enough contracts to match how much money I made in my full-time job from January to end of August of wow. 2020. That's incredible. So, I'm so yeah, happy is, about that. Yeah, thank you. Me too. But I would have never, th I would have never thought that was going to happen. You know, I never, never, never. But by me, by me, like really betting on GC and like living this boldly, I think I'm attracting to the point that you were saying about manifestation. Like, I think I'm showing the universe, like I'm trying, I'm really trying, I'm committed, I'm not cutting corners. And the universe is like, okay, we'll take care of you. All of the things that you need will be taken care of. Just keep at it. Do not give up. And so that's something that I feel like is keeping me going and makes the really hard times, I guess, just like from a, from a work perspective, just like, you know, it can be a bit exhausting after a while, even if you just, even if you work for yourself, I at least know like, okay, I'm in alignment. I'm in alignment. It's just hard. And all of this is paying off and everything is, is getting closer to the big, big dream, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's to your point too about self-care and burnout and, and all of these things, it's like when you make these bold moves, they're bold for a reason. Meaning like, well, that's a terrible way to say this, but like the bigger, the bigger, the leap, the harder the fall, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the more you're doing like this and that we're doing, the more we have to amp up the self-care and the community care and the rest and the support around us. And anyway, first of all, just that's incredible. And tell us more about Goddess Council and what it is and how people can, can be involved in and support such an amazing project that I think at the time we first recorded, it was either just a seed of an idea or like barely started, I think. Yeah, it was still pretty new. It was, I mean, I was already hosting things, but everything was still in my living room and uh, it was still kind of in its amateur phases. So for those of you who are just learning about Goddess Council, Goddess Council is a wellness club and sisterhood for all women looking for deep connections healing and joy and community and all of that and i founded it back in 2018 when i was living in new york and feeling pretty lonely after i had just moved there i was there for about six months and through my isolation and loneliness and sadness i alchemized that feeling into building a community for myself because i needed friends and i wasn't able to really you know, have fun in the city feeling like that without friends. But as I opened up my home to host these potluck series, 
one person told another person and word got out and it became really clear that a lot of women were looking for real friendships and and an opportunity to to learn and evolve in community and also to just be around mature people who give space for for like your inner goddess to come through and for the highest version of you to to really shine and so that's what we are currently we're virtual um but most of our members like are in hubs like miami and new york and and california and so a lot of our members just hang out now which is pretty cool and we've just opened up space for people to make little groups like that around them while also we're we're working on creating hybrid programming now so that people can have people over and we can host more more official formal gatherings like that but that's what goddess council is and right now we're actually doing something really 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 cool which is trying to raise enough money to start planning our first ever wellness retreat and so i have a really beautiful vision for how i want this to go yes like i really it would be like an you know we would go to a city somewhere in the u.s and we would have wellness practitioners and a whole weekend of of i'll be there yes amazing so we're trying to raise enough money for that and we're doing that by crowdfunding on i fund women and so we currently at this moment have 16 days left of our campaign we were trying to raise fifty thousand dollars but i'm being really honest and admitting that we're not anywhere close to that goal right now but also i'm trying to keep you know the faith and the opportunity for miracles to happen um for us to be able to afford this retreat so people can donate and support if anybody feels called to try let to it help. out is going to help you reach this goal let's Yay! do it everybody donate to this cause i will be donating and i will be there at the retreat and i can't wait maybe we can do a live podcast episode wow that would be amazing that we would be so amazing a journaling workshop it's gonna be great and yeah everyone listening supports this amazing crowdfunding because it's truly you can tell how genuine you are and i think in these asks it can be really clear where someone's intention is and yours is so pure and genuine and excited and it just makes me so happy even to hear you talk about it which is really cool oh thanks katie yeah i'm really excited and you know i just really want to make this happen for everyone the girls have just been so excited to be together in physical space and planning something like this would be huge for the collective and for me i've never seen anything like this up close and so it would just be so good for everybody's spirits and i really want to be able to make that happen for them so keeping my fingers crossed and and believing that anything is possible yeah me too me too okay i want to keep talking to you and could talk to you forever but i know you have a vacation coming up you have to pack for yes Um, so we'll do these as quick fire, but some of them might take a little bit longer. You know how this goes. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to an episode of your podcast and you said a line that really landed with me, which is something I've been thinking about a lot, which you said, not taking up space when you don't have anything to say, just being really mindful about that. And I think about that in terms of of social media often and and definitely lately my friend Erin said that to me when I was in Australia and she was like, yeah, I just, I don't, 
have anything to say sometimes, so I don't go on. I think in what we do, it can be pretty high pressure of like, share and do something and feed the machine and feed the algorithm. And I used to do that. And I think what's interesting about like what we're talking about it, what you were saying earlier about like just how much we did in a day in New York. <laughs> like yeah. I look back on like both of us and, you know, and I would see you a lot and, you know, we would, we're, we're up early for a coffee and we're popping into a thing and we're working a little from here. And then we're on the West side. Then we're in, we're in, you know, uptown, we're downtown, we're in Brooklyn. Sure. Your brother's thing in, in Harlem. Yeah, we can be there. And then it's like another meet. And it's like, how did I think we were also like young and eager to be in the city. So that was part of it. And I just look back on that and I'm like, part of it is a New York thing too, that like, I've never lived in LA without it being a pandemic, but it, what I'm gathering is it's just a city people do less in any way. And I think mm-hmm. any city other than New York is sort of that way. But I also think about like during that time, I was also like posting on social media every day. And I can't even imagine that now. Like I, I haven't posted anything on my Instagram feed since April and it's, we're talking at the end of June. And if Mm -hmm. I would have said that to you in 2018, when we met, I would have been like, pardon what, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And it's just so funny. So I, but I also like when I heard that line, I was like, oh, the reason why I haven't said anything is because I had something kind of hard happened at the beginning of May and I haven't really had anything to say. And I guess there's like those posts of people, you know, crying into their, into their phone and being really vulnerable, like would probably get even more traction. And I've done those too. And I think that's so beautiful to show vulnerability, but sometimes like, I don't want to publicly show the vulnerability until I'm on the other side of it. And so I just really liked the way you phrased that. And I was wondering if you could talk about where you are with that in terms of your work and your content and social media or wherever you want to take it. Oh my gosh. I've definitely been feeling this pressure to stay relevant in the algorithm because earlier this year, my grandfather passed away from COVID and I took about like 10 days off. Thank you. I was like not really on there. And when I came back, the algorithm completely like threw me off. And so even when I was sharing things about Goddess Council and work and stuff, no one was seeing it. And I was like, wow, this algorithm punishes me if I step away. And so I felt this pressure to keep relevant so that I wouldn't get kicked out of it. And so that people would see the work with GC and everything that was happening. And now I'm kind of like, this is stupid. Like my worth is not determined by an algorithm. This is not okay. Like this should not be okay. The, you know, there are people who are part of this experience because they want to be, and they should see the things that they want to see, which is just crazy that, you know, they kind of can't unless I perform in a certain way. It's just kind of crazy. It just took up too much brain space. And so now, honestly, I mostly just go on TikTok to laugh at things. I just made an account two days ago and I'm like, wow, this feels so much better than being on Instagram. And so now I just like watch content that makes me laugh and I don't really feel any pressure to like create a lot of things for social media unless it feels good. Like I started making reels and that's actually been pretty fun because I've been wanting to learn how to video edit anyway. So it kind of feels like a new expression of something, but it's all for fun. It's not really because 
I feel this pressure to keep up or something. So that feels cool, but I don't know. I definitely am not doing as much like social commentary on my feed and I'm not really talking that much about a lot of things just because I don't really have the energy for that, but I'm trying to do fun things on there, I guess. Yeah, I saw your TikToks that you posted today. They were so good. <laughs> I I'm so curious of like what our generation or like I'm a little bit older than you even, but I have friends who are younger than me and, and older than me. And like I kind of grew up with Instagram. Like I had it all through college and I had Facebook starting at the beginning of high school. And like that is like completely irrelevant to me at this. I don't know my password even. Like I can't even get in. I wanted to like do something on Facebook Marketplace. And like, and so I'm curious of like, I wonder is Instagram ever going to be that? And also like, maybe not because I also know that like, I was talking about this with someone which I like hate that this is true, but like even in dating and in job searching, people judge people by this like eight grid square of images of like eight images to like the first ones to like make a judgment about someone is so strange. And then like if aliens came down from the earth and we're like, you judge people on these eight little boxes of photos that they put up and what that number is. And you make a call on someone's character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Like <laughs> that's so strange that we do that, but like maybe will that go away? Cause we're all just sick of this, like feeding an algorithm that we can't control, or maybe it will just double down. I don't I know. I think there will be some iteration of social media always, but I think, I think Gen Z is pretty over it on one hand like they're addicted to technology but they're not here for like keeping things that don't work alive Mm -hmm. like i think then the generation that's coming up is like whatever's not working and whatever isn't for the people we don't want it and that's pretty inspiring because it's across the board about mostly everything and so i feel like there's gonna have to be a more ethical approach to this for whatever social media platform comes to fruition in the future that is going to be the new thing But like this predatory social media behavior and this algorithm and the psychology and all of that stuff, it doesn't feel very ethical anymore. And I just don't think a lot of people want it anymore. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just interesting that we, yeah, we equate this platform to mean something and and, and are so judgmental about it. And, And I see the way it affects my mental health positively and negatively. And that's another reason why I haven't done it because I'm like, I can't, I felt so shaky emotionally that I can't even take the risk of that affecting me negatively that I just don't want to do it at all. Yeah. I hear you. And the amount of space that it can take up. Okay. So what have you, what is the best thing in that you've eaten in the last week? Uh, in the last week, we've been getting a lot of Uber Eats and there's this vegan Chinese restaurant here called Green Sprouts in Atlanta. That's super good. So I had their vegan sesame, no, their vegan sweet and sour chicken and rice. Mm. Oh my God. That sounds so good. I'm so hungry. Tell me a little bit more, more about your move to Atlanta. What, what are you liking about being there? What brought you there? How long have you been there? I've been here for like two and a half weeks now. We moved here because of Frank's job, because he's going back to the office soon. And I haven't really gotten to explore much of Atlanta, but the nature here is beautiful. And it feels amazing to know that there's so much accessibility and so many hikes and trails throughout the country. So 
I'm really excited to explore that. And then the food has been really good too. I love that. What tools or habits have been really helpful to you lately? I've been trying to meditate outside first thing in the morning. I haven't been doing that the past two days, but I bought a little cauldron and some incense resin. And now in the mornings, like I, I light some resin and I pray. I like just say my you know gratitude list out loud and then try my very best to sweat in some way. And that's mostly just me walking around the neighborhood. That combination has been really good for my spirit. And I wasn't that intentional prior to moving to Atlanta. So I'm pretty excited about, about this. Mm, love that. You and Frank have been first quarantined together in New York, which sounds like it was had to be pretty tough and then moved to Austin and then now Atlanta. What have you learned about relationships or are learning about relationships? Well, throughout this process, I learned that I really do like him. <laughs> um, we actually got much, much closer during the pandemic. It was something that was pretty cool to see. And I've learned that communication is everything. I mean, that was pretty obvious before, but going through so many tough things together over the past year, our level of communication got so much better and it just made everything easier. Uh, it just made dealing with everything so much easier because we were able to just be on the same page about most things. So that was cool. I love that so much. What is your favorite part of your life right now? I guess I think it's the flexibility and the freedom I feel like I have. I feel like I am the master of my life right now in some ways, not all the ways, but I get to decide you know, I want to do this on this week and I want to go for a walk at this time of my life and nobody can tell me no. It just feels good to do the things that I want whenever I want to do them. And this is pretty much like the first time this has ever happened. So it's pretty cool. Mm, I love that. What's your greatest lesson on creativity? You have such a great aesthetic and everything you do with Goddess Council and your work and your podcast look so beautiful and you your attention to detail and design has that always been something that has come naturally to you that's actually so sweet that you say that i've always i've never had anybody say that to me so thanks for i guess like really those things. oh my god yeah, yeah it's, i'm very surprised to hear that wow thank you you know it's always been interesting because i feel like i've always appreciated good design but i've never been a good designer and so yeah, I think it kind of just, it kind of became something where I had to, with Goddess Council, my cousin is actually our creative director, and we've been able to work together over the past few years to come to this new, you know, aesthetic for Goddess Council and to just look that way, which it's cool that we were able to collaborate on that. And then for my personal things, like just knowing kind of what to do and what I liked and being able to translate that to people who've helped me has felt pretty cool. But I never actually thought anybody noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so noticing. So I'm over here noticing. Yeah, yeah I'm sure cool, everyone thanks. does. It makes such a difference. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I would love to talk about the intersection of self-care and community care. It's something that I've been, and I think a lot of people have been thinking about and both have kind of become buzzwords, but you are a community builder and, and connector and architect. So I'm so curious, you know, 
your greatest lesson on community and the intersection of those two things seems like such a through line of your work. Yeah, I mean, what I've learned is that you can't get through life without community. I've obviously have known that to some extent. That's why Goddess Council kind of came to be because I realized how important this was. This was, but just going through this many hard things together in Goddess Council specifically has been really fascinating because it's just the community adds some relief to the pressures of life because you're not alone and it's just so necessary. It's just, it just, it should just be a non-negotiable for people. Like if you don't have friends and you don't have community, like you got to figure out where to find some friends because you need people. Like you really, really need people. And it's been pretty cool to see how much our members have come to learn that as well. Like there are some people in the community that are just like, wow, I took a risk to join goddess council because I had nothing else to lose. Like I was at such a low place during the pandemic because of some because of uh, some of them just experiencing living on their own and being lonelier kind of outgrowing the friends that they had and then seeing where they're at now and just being around for the evolution of it all has just been so enriching and then i feel like it is self-care i mean you're making life better you're making your experience on this planet better and so that is self-care that is an investment in yourself and your health and your joy um and so for me, self-care and community care are one in, in many ways, if not overlap in many ways. So that's what I know for sure more than ever now. Wow. Gosh, I love talking to you so much. I have a million more questions here, but I'm going to let you go so you can pack. But I'll ask you the the final question of like, is there anything else you want to recommend first of like book or a movie you liked or a podcast or like a piece of content or a food that you've been really liking or anything that you want to recommend or it can be like something silly or yeah. something that's been really useful. Yes. So if you're looking for a good movie to watch, it's funny. I would go to Hulu and watch plan B. That is hilarious. I just watched it last weekend and it was pretty great books that I've been reading. Well, I will say I just read she meme as well by Quinta Brunson over the weekend and it was pretty good. So if you're looking for a lighthearted memoir or, you know, collection of essays by a really cool person, I would recommend that book. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I've been coloring a lot. So if you've if you've been in need of a new set of coloring pages, one of the tiers in the Goddess Council crowdfunding campaign is three coloring pages that you can print out that were designed by one of our members and one of my really close friends, Koval, who's a designer. So you know, if you need some coloring pages, I highly recommend you get that tier. And yeah, I mean, that's all that comes to mind right now. But <laughs> I've been sharing I love a lot of things on the internet. So just I have my Goddess Insta. Council shirt as well that I love. <laughs> oh, yay. Um, love it. <laughs> thank you for recommending those. Well, as you know, the name of this show is Let It Out. So when I offer that to you, is there anything that you still want to let out? Anything that you wish that I would have asked that you never get to talk about? Nope. I think that's it. I don't have anything else, surprisingly. Mm, well, I'm so, so happy that I got to talk to you, Kat, and reconnect with you. And you are such a wonderful person. And I'm really excited for Goddess Council and what's coming next for you and to be part of it and to to talk to you again. And I hope this is 
you know, the second of many conversations with you on Let It Out. So let's take the Let It Out deep breath together. Inhale. Yes. Let it out. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you, Katie. That's my episode with Kat. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that Kat came back on the show. I'm going to tell you the secret emoji, which if you've listened all the way to the end, you can comment it on Kat's Instagram, on Goddess Council's Instagram, on Let It Out's Instagram, on my Instagram. Follow us. Let us know that you're here. Let us know if you have any questions or follow up. And I'm just really grateful that you're listening. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Just send it along or leave a review on iTunes. It really, really does help the show and and will help so I can keep doing it. And please support Kat and donate to Goddess Council's crowdfunding campaign if you're listening to this when it comes out. That would be really great. And, And check out everything that she does. We will link everything in the show notes. And feel free to follow Let It Out on Instagram where Let It Out with three Ts comment the emoji of the week there to let us know you've been listening all the way to the end. And if you have any questions about one-on-one consulting with me, feel free to DM the Let It Out account or my Instagram or email me. I'm Katie, K-A-T-I-E at Let It Out with three T's dot com. Okay. The emoji for this week is the cat. I think there are multiple cats. I think there's cat with heart eyes. I probably picked this last time that cat was on the show but i don't know so we're going to choose today the cat with hard eyes i think that exists because i love cat and listen to her show chats with cat i'll link my episode that i was a guest on in maybe 2018 that we recorded in a little closet thank you for being here i love you and i will talk to you next week bye